Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hour number two of Fantasy Sports today is on tap. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia. What in the world is going on with the Cleveland Browns? Thought they were supposed to be a good team in reality and fantasy. Hasn't worked out that way. And meanwhile, both the Patriots and Dallas Cowboys were big favorites over their opponent. But their opponents actually looked okay, at least for a little while. Fantasy Sports Today, hour number two starts now. Sports today. Toward the end zone. It is Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. Fires up the middle. Pass is caught by Owens. Owens made the catch. Oh, Pass is caught. Diggs. Sideline. Touchdown. Unbelievable. Toss to White. Welcome back. It is Fantasy Sports Today, hour number two. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia. If you missed the first hour of the show, just go back and hit rewind and listen on demand as we recapped a lot of the later games because those were the better games in the Sunday action, including the Texans and Chargers, Saints and Seahawks, 49ers and Steelers, and then, of course, the great performances from the quarterbacks in Carolina and the New York Jets. And, Joe, we start off this hour with talking about the Oakland Raiders and Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota was really big favorites in this game, and so it's rare to have a game play out exactly the way that you think, and that's kind of what happened, ironically, in Minnesota yesterday. A rare occurrence in the NFL. The Raiders just ran all day on Oakland. Dalvin Cook, again, fantastic. Uh, Over 100 yards. Alexander Madison is like the ultimate handcuff at this point because he looked great too. 58 yards on the ground. They rushed for 211 rushing yards. Uh, unfortunately for Kirk Cousins, this does not appear to be uh, his year this year. So, yeah, <laughs> that was I mean, a very, very politely well put. That, yeah, it's, it's over not for your him. Year, kid. Yeah, no, it is over. Adam Thielen had two touchdowns, and so uh, he gave at least Cousins something there. Uh, in terms of the Raiders, it was all Darren Waller, 13 catches for him and a monster performance. He's been a tight end one, no doubt. Uh, Tyrell Williams, also, if you played him, ended up doing okay there because he saved your day with a touchdown. But Josh Jacobs, just not enough volume, not enough playing time. And it certainly looks like the Raiders are limiting his snaps and his touches because maybe they think they're just not good this year. I don't know what the answer is, but Jacobs is like not even a borderline starter at this point. Well, I think they got behind and then, you know, then they just threw it out the window. He wasn't on the field in the first half. He wasn't on the field in the first half either. Yeah, no, he just I've watched the game. He just he wasn't playing a lot. I don't know. Who knows with Gruden? But either way, uh, Vikings were dominant in this one, Joe. They are a running team. That's it. They are a running team. Uh, My one share of digs looks like it's in the crapper. Any shares that you have of of Cousins at this point, thinking that he's going back to those 350-yard, two-touchdown, two-interception games are gone. Cook is too good. Madison will be great for them, too. So the good news is, is if you have Cook and Madison, I think you're okay. But you are going to be very touchdown-dependent, I think, on those receivers from Minnesota. Yeah, I've got some Adam Thielen. I don't have any digs this year. i got, a, I think, two or three Adam Thielen I'm a little shares. worried about him, too. I uh, So am I. The, this game made me feel better. I certainly was like, ooh, especially because it happened right away. I think it was in the first quarter where Thielen got that touchdown in the first couple minutes of the game, and I went, oh, okay, good. You didn't get from. the second one. His day no, great. I know. And I by know, the way, he ran the ball in on the one. I don't even know why they did I that. know. I don't know. All I know is this is a different Vikings offense than we're used to seeing, and I'm shocked in a way because – Last year, Kirk Cousins, statistically speaking, still finished right around the bubble of QB1. So I think the thought process everybody had is, hey, let's get more balance. They're going to run Dalvin Cook more, and that's going to free up Cousins to make 
you know, a couple better decisions. And Cousins always has had some issues. He can, you know, be prolific in terms of passing yardage, not prolific in terms of decision making. That's always been the issue with him. And now this is just another change in identity. And I'll tell you what, you want to talk about other running backs particularly holding out too. Dalvin Cook is in that same last year. And now that you've got Madison and you're playing him as much as you are, it's kind of fascinating to see how much action he's getting. Because I think that kind of sends a little message to you. like, hey, this guy right behind you is perfectly fine. We'll go with or without you because let's be honest, you've been hurt for the first two years of your career. So uh, Cook's been brilliant. You're absolutely a Kirk Cousins. Look, it's it's tough, man. He is he is low end QB two right now. That's the material he's in. You're 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 rolling Kyle Allen out over him. I think next week if you want, there's no way not to. And the Jacobs thing, game script's not going his way. It's not going to go his way the rest of the year. But you're right, they're not using him enough. I don't know, man. I think this was a tough game for them, no matter what. No matter what their game was going into this one, Minnesota's just a better football team. It's a home field advantage, I think, in Minnesota for them. So um, this was exactly the kind of bloodbath everybody. Th- you know, expected, but look, the number was eight on this one and they beat him by 20. So, I mean, it was even worse than people anticipated. Yep, it wasn't close and the uh, Raiders don't look good. And yeah, I think uh, Cousins cuttable in 12 team leagues. I don't think I, I would not. Be oh, oh, absolutely cuttable. You shouldn't be rolling him out there. No way. He's bi week fodder at best. Crazy to think that with all the money they gave him. Patriots beat the Jets uh, 30 to 14. And so it uh, looked like the Pats would cover this one. They did not. A little backdoor Ugh. action for the Jets. Uh, Brady, another good game, 306 yards, two touchdowns. We'll have to keep an eye on the receivers this week because Josh Gordon was uh, was really non-existent in the first half, and then he actually came out of the game at one point. Uh, Julian Edelman got hurt in this one. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Dorsett had a touchdown. Jacoby Myers finally got involved a little bit in the game plan. You want anything you can with the Patriots. Uh, Sony Michelle, they didn't need him, so he just scored a touchdown. And in terms of the Jets, Joe, there's not a single Jets player that was worth mentioning in this game. And so that's all I got on this. <laughs> well, and Le'Veon Bell, too, 18 carries for 35. I mean, it's just you're in a bad spot right now if you're a Le'Veon Bell owner. And look, Le'Veon Bell's in his own spot, too. He's like, man, did I really sign with the Jets? Did I really do that? <sighs> no, maybe is, what's, this, what's the Sam Darnold situation, by the way? What, what, Sam what, Darnold with Mono. See, the thing with Mono is it's it's dangerous because I want to say it affects your, your spleen and your liver potentially. So it's one of those things where you can't take a physical contact there until you're 100% cleared. And that takes a couple weeks. Uh, usually you have to go for blood test. Like I said, I had it when I was in college. So um, you think he'll play this week or no? It was the sickest I've ever been in my entire life. No, I don't think he'll play this week. Mm-hmm. I think you're looking at October before you see him again. I really do. That's wow. that's my beat. If you see him before October, I think that would be surprising. That'll be much better when he gets back. I agree. But these next couple of weeks are kind of frustrating. And on, on the Jets side, I mean, the uh, the Pat side of this game, too. The frustrating part is when you do release Antonio Brown and the last thing you want is not one, but two of your other wide receivers going down with injuries. Edelman X-ray was negative on him. So that's good. It looks like he just kind of maybe a bone bruise or something like that or a little bit of a bruised rib situation because he was kind of clutching that side. That's what it seemed. To be. Uh, and then Gordon came out. I want to say it was a finger issue is what I heard, but I don't have any update on that right now. Yeah, I, I think the situation will be okay for those receivers there as long as this nightmare Brown is done. And I'm that I'll tell you what, you know, Izzo had that huge catch that. over the middle, too. I don't know if you saw that. I don't know if you saw this game, but it was no. one catch for 41. But, man, he had a huge catch over the middle there. He was wide open. And I wonder I wonder if they're going to try to make a tight end happen now. Like, I wonder if they kind of revert back and try to figure out a way to get one of these guys up to speed because they still got Ben Watson coming back, too, correct, in a couple weeks. Yeah, look, you got Brady. It doesn't really matter who's there. And James White, by the way, would have eaten up some receptions, except for he had a baby, so he wasn't there. Yeah. And um, look, New England's going to score a ton of points every single week. There's no doubt. Well, I think um, when James White went out, that that kind of hurt the potential of the 22. And a half. that was not like a good news situation. <laughs> you know, Antonio Brown and then uh, James White both going out. I think that 22 and a half got real dicey real quick in 24. Yeah, any any parting shot on Antonio Brown? This is your chance. Parting shot is, yeah, I mean, they. They cut him. What, what do we always say? 
they, uh, they cut Albert Hainsworth. They gave him a shot. Everybody right. booed him. No, when they gave you him understand shot. That, that Antonio Brown was never an evil genius, and he's just a, a nightmare. Yeah, right. it was just it was it was a bit. He sucks, on, dude. He's a it was nightmare. a bit. I was doing a bit. It was yeah. fun because you were so negative. It was fun to <laughs> it's yeah. fun to yeah. be on the other side. If I just agree with you, what fun is that? I know, but and never, there was a part of me never. Have, he was you never evil. have defended this guy. Never. Well, he's a he's a look. He's a understand being, but so is a lot of players who play in the NFL. So I, I think you let your Patriots murder. fandom though get in the in the way. No, no, no. I, I was I was saying this when he was still with Oakland, and I was saying it when he was still a Steeler too. But let's not also forget that Ben Roethlisberger is a trash human being, and all these other they, there's a lot of trash human beings out there that play the NFL that we tolerate at different levels. And Antonio Brown pushed a level of toleration to a point where once you had the second person come out, once you had more things, there's no way the Patriots would deal with it. And that was it. That was the end of it. Sorry, I and mean, that's it. That's how they roll. Yeah, but but advising people to go run and get shares of Antonio Brown was a disaster move, Joe. I don't know, buy on the cheap of that first week when he became a Patriot looked pretty good. Unfortunately, it, it, more it, newer news result, come out. But look, the result it, was that he's a nightmare. It was a nightmare from the beginning, okay. and he's a disaster, and that's the end of the story. There's so no you're defense. telling me if the best organization in football took a chance on him, that wasn't a good enough reason for fantasy owners to take a chance and buy low no, on him? No, because the guy okay. was a nightmare. The guy burned his feet off, wouldn't use a helmet, got himself cut by Oakland, and the warning signs were there. See, man. all that stuff, all that, uh, to me, that was all shenanigans. It was when we started getting obviously these not <laughs> once we got the sexual. No, but that was all shenanigans. And so, like, OK, what's, what's going on? This guy doesn't want to be on he the has field. A, he has a mental he was coming up with things problem. that were to keep him off the field in Oakland because he didn't want to be in Oakland anymore. And that to me so was what he got was a trying mental to do. Issue. He's got a mental he does. Issue. He clearly does have a mental issue. But I thought it was basically a mental issue about him wanting to not play or be there for that team. When the other things started to come out. That's when things went south real fast. And that's when you go from buying him to selling him, which, by the way, I sold him last week after I bought low on it. You, you take your own. I'm proud. All right. We got to take a timeout. We're going to come back. We got the Lions and Eagles coming up next. And I'll tell you this right now, Detroit is playing out of this world. We'll be right <laughs> back on Fantasy Sports today after this. you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea? Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road, and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed, or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract they've helped thousands of people and they're a plus rated with a bbb so if you feel scammed get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now guaranteed call n-o-w 800-804-7060 What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631. 
Fantasy Sports Today. And I like football. And I'm going to keep doing them both because they make me feel good. Welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia. We got full-time fantasy coming your way in just a little bit. By the way, earlier today, just to reiterate, Ron Rivera did confirm that when healthy, Cam Newton will be the starter for the Carolina Panthers. So this could be a one-and-done for Kyle Allen real quick, but it was not a one-and-done for Detroit, who ended up beating the Eagles 27-24. to Carry on Johnson, 20 carries, 36 yards. That's an ugly stat line, but hey, fantasy, I guess it counts. In the end, got yourself your 10 points. Marvin Jones had a good game. Not much else. Uh, Hawkinson, oh boy, well, a lot of fab wasted on this guy. One catch. Uh, Carson Wentz is really good. 259 yards, two touchdowns. Miles Sanders showed some flashes. Even without having Jeffrey there, Aguilar scored two touchdowns. But uh, I think the immediate fade in fantasy right now has to be this Eagles defense. Whoever play, if, if you have a team going against the Eagles defense, you're going to end up getting four touchdowns. I mean, this is crazy how bad they are. I don't know how this happened in the offseason that Philly just kind of, I, I guess, ignored their defense. This would be another great spot, by the way, for Ramsey if he would end up there. But you're still yeah. getting good fantasy production from Philly. Uh, offensively, but I'm I'm an immediate fade zone here for their defense because Detroit's not this good. No, well let's let's take a look back, shall we? Uh, the Falcons beat them. Yeah, the the Redskins nearly beat them, and they gave up what 27 in that first a game lot to of them. Points. Yeah, a lot of points. they gave up 30 or 20. I can't remember now. It was, it was 30, right? Okay. Close to it. They, close to it. And then they gave up 27 to the Lions. So what are they going to do? What you going to do when like? I don't know. The Cowboys come to town. <laughs> like that's the thing. It's it's when they start to play these real offenses that really can can roll out some top talent and execute. What the hell is going to happen to the Eagles? The Eagles are in serious trouble, man. This was a red flag that I think we've been trying to raise here. You're right from a fantasy perspective. There were some things to take away that you liked. I think uh, this was also fine the, from fantasy. I think just from this reality, is the first game though that somebody rushed for 50 yards. First two games nobody did. Miles Sanders did. He had 53 on 13 carries, and then he had the two catches for 73. A couple drop balls in this game too that crushed. I think some Eagles drives as well. Uh, Aguilar had a huge drop in this one too. I know he had the touchdowns, but still. You know, you could score 24 points and lose. That's that's not good. That's not a good football team. You don't want to be there. And on the Lions side, I give the Lions credit because I feel like the Lions came in this year prepared. The Lions were kind of like, hey, we're, everybody was looking at the Browns to be the team that says, hey, we're not the laughing stock of the NFL anymore. Meanwhile, they're the Browns one and two. And the only one they have is against the pathetic Jets. And then there's the Lions who are. Uh, who have a tie and two wins right now, and they beat the Chargers and they beat the Eagles, two teams that were in the playoffs or should be in the playoffs this year, theoretically, right? And I don't think the Lions are getting enough credit because the Lions, although it's not always pretty, it's nice to see Marvin Jones have a big day. Unfortunately, Galladay went quiet, which is not what you want because Galladay had a great start to the season so far in the first two games. But look, this is what happens. This is life. I'll tell you what, man, I give the credit, all the credit in the world to Patricia and this staff because they got this team ready to play. They compete, and I'll tell you what, where other teams like the Chargers fall apart late in games, the Lions don't. The Lions have not fallen apart late, and I give them all the credit in the world. Yeah, I, I think they'll get whacked by Detroit this week, but look, they're already 2-0-1. And Wait, who, how, who's going to get whacked by Detroit? Detroit's going to get back, whacked by Detroit? Uh, did I say that? 
That's yes. not a bad. Detroit's going to get. Right. Yeah, they'll whack themselves. That doesn't. <laughs> well, that, I mean, they're uh, Kansas <laughs> City. I'm sorry, they play Kansas <laughs> they'll City. They'll a whole other room to themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be a that'll be a show for uh, YouTube. Uh, yeah, Kansas City uh, plays Detroit, so I, I don't know. I mean, I I can't endorse that. But yeah, you look. Any team that is at this stage, they're two zero and one. They should be three and zero. They blew that game against uh, Arizona. So they certainly have played well. I'm not worried at all about Philadelphia from a fantasy standpoint. I think this will be will be fine for them all season long. Just coming back, playing in these high scoring games. But the reality of their situation is, they look like a 500 team. They look like an eight and eight team. But I, I think Wentz still will be good, and I think the receivers will still be good. Sanders, I'm not sure. That may not have been a great pick. I have him in one of my leagues, and I'm not. I'm not convinced at all with him. I'm not convinced even after the good game. I have one chair and I'm still not excited. Not really. Do you think the Eagles are a playoff team? I know, but, but for fantasy, it'll be fine. Okay. You know, they'll be, you know, playing in a lot of these crazy games. I still think Wentz gets his numbers at the end of the year. I still think uh, Jeffrey gets his numbers at the end of the year. I still think the tight end gets his numbers at the end of the year too, but they'll be trailing in a lot of games because their defense isn't good. Colts 27, Falcons 24. Jacoby Brissett was really good in this one. 300 yards and two touchdowns. But now uh, they got a major injury, it looks like, with T.Y. Hilton. Eight catches, 65 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Quad injury is almost certain to keep a guy out for at least a week or two. And so I don't know how they survived this one. But look, they've gotten off to a great start. Marlon Mack, a touchdown. Vinatieri, by the way, two field goals, three extra points. So he's back all of a sudden. Matt Ryan bombed early in this game with a touchdown. Rallied with some... In a comeback with some garbage time, Julio Jones, a monster again, best receiver in the NFL, eight catches, 128 yards, a touchdown. And Devonta Freeman, I will say this, he did look good in the limited uh, time that he got, and he ended up getting a 10-point day. Uh, So, I mean, he didn't really win any leagues this week, but that was a positive sign, I would say, for him. I think what you're looking for, he didn't suck as hard. Is that what you're looking for? That's probably well. I mean, yeah. it wasn't his fault this week, but I still, again, he's a split time guy, and I it's just I don't think well, he'll look, grade just, it right out. Well, well, here's here's the thing. Just from the sense of the efficiency, sixteen carries for eighty eight, five and a half. That is a breath of fresh air because when you're at two point two going into this game from yards per carry, that's a giant issue. That and and the fact that he had one long twenty eight yard gain too. That that was something he desperately needed. I would really love to see him get more active in the passing game. He had four targets. I would like to see a little bit more of that going forward because I think that helps him just just go all in here. I think this is what you need. If you're the Falcons, you're one and two right now. I think you just need to go a little bit balls to the wall here with Freeman and make it work. And Jacoby Brissett, you're right, man. This was a great performance by him in in every sense of the word. This was a tough matchup again at home, though, but still showed up, did exactly what he was supposed to do. And I'm just I'm just really impressed. I Remember the bold predictions we did at the beginning of the year that I said the Colts, I want them to rally around Brissett and make the playoffs. That's going to be the story of the year. Man, let me tell you, they should be 3-0 right now. They really should be. And good for Vinatieri coming back. I guess they talked him into it, and that's great. Marlon Mack had an injury going into this game, but the fact that he came away with 16-74 and a touchdown, that's good. I don't want to ever lose T.Y. Hilton from an offense. But the one thing I will say, the next couple weeks, if you're going to lose him, lose him next week to play the Raiders and then the Chiefs. Because those are two of the of the worst secondaries out there that you can continue to to throw the ball on, regardless of I think personnel. So if you're going to miss them for a couple of weeks, those are the two teams that like maybe you just got lucky in the schedule. Uh, does this make you feel like you want to bump up anybody else in this offense if Ty is going to miss a couple of weeks? No, and I don't think that they win without him. I think he's the most important player on their. You don't team. think I they think, can beat Oakland next week without I mean, him? I, I, I smell. I would smell an upset in that game. Hilton to me is the most important player in their offense. Mac can be replaced. Hines could come in and do well. Um, I, I would be very worried without Hilton there. 
That's just again the, my opinion. Uh, but again, let's let's see what happens this week. We'll see what the situation is. But usually quads are a week or two. Uh, I I would immediately lean right now if I was uh, sharp in Vegas on taking as many points as I can with the Raiders. If if I knew that Hilton was going to be out, I think he's a crucial crucial guy. I don't think he plays no matter what next week. Even if he says, "Hey, I can go," I think they hold him out against. You're the probably Raiders right. They think they can beat that team. You're, pr- uh, you're probably right. I, I think that they would play him if he was healthy. But a quad is home one week. Raiders thing. on the road. I don't know. I'll still take. Yeah, I can't can't Colts. look at him like 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 it's the NFL. Wacky wacky things happen all the time. Darius uh, Leonard is more important too because he got banged up in that game too. I believe. Okay, so we'll no. keep an eye on that one as the week goes. Uh, real quick, uh, Dolphins and uh, Cowboys. This one played out pretty much the way it was supposed to, although just more mistakes from Miami, drop passes from Parker, Drake, fumbling all over the place. Uh, Zeke and Pollard, both 100 yards each. You can't complain with Zeke. He did what he was supposed to do, 100 yards and a touchdown. Amari Cooper will have to be one of those at the end of the season that I'll just be completely wrong on. Six catches, 88 yards, two touchdowns. So that's a big whiff. He looks like a, a bona fide wide receiver one, top 10 guy at this point, Joe. Dolphins, nothing to say. Well, okay, hold on a second. The Giants just gave up 190 and three touchdowns to Mike Evans. And now, you know, we, we saw Amari Cooper be good against the Giants, and now we see him be good against the Dolphins. This is another one where I don't know if you want to write yourself off that quickly because Amari Cooper's had some great games, so he's also had some phenomenal matchups. It's going to change a little bit. Now, it's not going to change when they play the Eagles. Uh, but, look, at the end of the year, we're going to look at the numbers, and the numbers are going to be there. Well, but I think you always problem. look at the numbers, and at the end of the year, they're there with Cooper. My struggle with him is week to week. You know, it's great when you put up 35 and then you put up four the next two weeks. That pisses me off. Hasn't happened yet, though, man. It hasn't. It hasn't because of the schedule has been helpful. And maybe the schedule will prop him up this year. But, I mean, how do you not love what you got out of Zeke? And and it was no surprise that Pollard got a lot of activity in this game, too. I thought that was a very cagey DFS play to kind of just go down to the bottom, get in on Tony Pollard and get the, you know, 13 for 103 and a touchdown for him. Dude, that was pretty impressive. This this Dolphins team is dreadful. I think Rosen did everything he possibly could. And I think it's about time to just let him play football. And I mean, who are the Dolphins have next? Disaster. What's the line? What, where are we at? Uh, Chargers is just a disaster. All right, let's uh, take a quick timeout. Packers and Broncos, we got that game next. Don't go away. The morning line. We know all about Tom Brady and the weapons, and we're worried about the offense. Well, what nobody's talking about is just how dominant this defense is. Tom Brady will get the headlines. This defense is crushing teams. Could very well be, according to some that follow the Patriots, and Bill Belichick, he said himself that this could very well be the best defense he has ever coached. Weekday, 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Zumo TV, channel 719. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. 
Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com for free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Become the eighth person to win a million dollars in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament. NFL setting their lineup using DailyRoto.com's DFS lineup optimizer. You can also join the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars each week playing DFS at DailyRoto.com. You can take down $100,000 entering a DFS lineup in tonight's Monday night game using the DailyRoto optimizer. That's already happened on a single game slate this season. If you're playing Daily Fantasy Sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL Annual Pass with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Craig Mish, along with Joe Pizzapia here with you on Fantasy Sports Today. The Lions injuries are propping up here. Darius Slay, his status unknown for Week 4. Their defensive lineman, great defensive lineman, Mike Daniels, in a walking boot. We'll have to keep an eye on the Lions as we go forward this week. And speaking of defense, the Green Bay Packers are now officially living off their defense because this was yet another game that I watched yesterday that I was not impressed, but they somehow end up winning. Uh, Packers go up big. They do nothing. Aaron Jones did not look good at all, but the Broncos just kept giving the ball to Green Bay, and so they would give him to them on five and each score. Uh, Aaron Rodgers threw for 235 yards. One of them was a big pass at the beginning of the game to uh, Valdez Scantling, 99 yards and a touchdown, but uh, really wasn't a startable player. I have him in a couple of leagues. I didn't start him, and if I had, I probably would have won, but I did not. Uh, Philip Lindsay looked like the better running back on um, Denver, but it seems like they're just so committed to the run. 21 carries for him and two touchdowns. And and Freeman had 15 carries for 63 yards. Flacco fumbled. Uh, Flacco threw a pick. Uh, you know, Denver just didn't look really good, but they were very much in this game from start to finish. The Broncos could have not just won this game. They could, they could have covered and won this game against Green Bay. And so I, Joe, at this point, am still not impressed at all with the Packers. I know that they are 3-0, and but I think it's a paper 3-0. and uh, Denver is going to be in a lot of games this year because they just refuse to do anything but run until they have to. And so my takeaway from that is that of all the 3-0 and teams, the team that I like the least is Green Bay because I don't think that their offense is, and crazily enough with LaFleur now as their coordinator, it just doesn't look as good as uh, as it looks yeah. on paper. They're winning games and they're winning, it looks like they're winning big in these games, but but I'm just not buying it. I'm, I'm watching their team and they don't look good. 
Uh, well, uh, LaFleur coming over, I don't know why anyone was excited about that, because if you were excited with the Titans offense last year, I mean, I, I want to check you into a mental institution of some kind, because that was just so. terrible. Um, but so much for the coach speak of the Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones carry share, because Williams had 12 carries, Aaron Jones had 10. I don't love that. Um, I think we sat here during the week and I was concerned that the, I think one of the, the 10 things I hate about was, I don't know if the Packers offense can sustain more than one fantasy wide receiver. Now, in my wildest dreams, I didn't think that guy wasn't <laughs> Devontae Adams, but this week it was. It was Devontae Adams was the guy that kind of got left out here. Valdez Scanling was six for 99 at a touchdown. I got lucky because there were two leagues where I was desperate for flex and I threw him in there and I got lucky that he had the game he did, but I was not looking forward to that stat line at all. So that was a pleasant surprise, but man, oh man, Adams owners everywhere are pissed off and I don't blame them. And it's funny because going into this year, they kept saying, well, Aaron Rodgers is going to get to do whatever he wants, but Aaron Rodgers did whatever he wanted last year too. The percentage of plays that Aaron Rodgers changed at the line of scrimmage is much higher last year than people realize. And yet Mike McCarthy constantly took all the heat for why things went south with this offense. Maybe just maybe we have to dig a little bit deeper and maybe just maybe it's Aaron Rodgers who's at fault here. And maybe Aaron Rodgers calling these plays and changing things and doing what he wants to do. It's winning football games and that's fine. But maybe, just maybe, uh, it's not from a fantasy perspective what everybody else wants. So I think the overreaction to LaFleur taking this job was massive and incorrect. And on the other side of this one, I'm not a huge Royce Freeman guy, but this is the perfect time to buy on Royce Freeman. Uh, it's absolutely the perfect time, and he's going to come up early later in the week, I'm sure. Lindsey had a great game, a ter- the best game of the year for him so far from a rushing standpoint, from a, from a receiving standpoint, everything you possibly wanted. I'm sure it happened on a ton of benches. But now everybody's going to overreact to that and want to get rid of Royce Freeman. And I don't think Royce Freeman is done whatsoever in this offense, Craig. Do you? Well, they're just running the ball like crazy. Right. So just go get Royce Freeman cheap now because what if Lindsey goes yeah, right. if an injury, knee next week? I think Lindsey looks like the better running back of the two. He's more explosive. He catches more passes. But they're so heavily committed to running the ball that I don't think Freeman's an every week starter. But he's you're looking at back-to-back weeks of almost 40 rushes from from Denver. There's going to be a lot of unders being played with these two, with uh, with the Broncos and a lot of low-scoring games. So Can they win with this strategy in Denver as the season drags on? At home. Can they play more home games? At home. Yeah, at home. They're 7-9, 6-10. and nine, six and ten. They're not good, but they'll play no. well at home. They always play well at home. I mean, that's they'll, they'll, they'll play next week at home. They'll play well. Uh, they, they played okay this week. It's just Flacco's not good. You know? I mean, Flacco can make unbelievable passes like he did to Sutton a couple times. And and you get anybody near the dude, and he's gonna fumble or get picked. I mean, they, you know, if I Denver will go to their back, will to lock. They will go to lock at some point this year. Flacco is, I, I would say, this is the final year of him starting in the NFL. I mean, I so is that the next guy to add now on the cheap? I don't you know, know how Daniel Jones is the guy. The first guy, Lock is probably the least polished of all of the quarterbacks going into the season. So I, I think he needs more time. Uh, he will. He'll make a home debut, I would think, at some point. And again, from a fantasy perspective, if Fangio's idea, Joe, is running the ball, what does it matter what Locke does? I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll do anything. I think that he'll attempt sixteen passes a game. So I don't think he'll be fantasy relevant at all for this year. But I no, think. But you know who becomes even more is maybe Freeman and Lindsay. <laughs> like maybe they could. Maybe run you the may be able more. to play both those guys at one point this year in, in against against the Raiders twice. Well, they played them once, but like the next time that they play against the Raiders, you may, you may be able to play both those guys. I uh, am not as impressed with Freeman after seeing him play yesterday. He looked slow to me but he got a lot of carries and he does break some he had a touchdown by the way called back on yeah. a uh, on a bs call it should have been a touch. again denver could have easily won this game yesterday but they crapped all over themselves and and again uh i will be fading even though green bay keeps winning i will be fading them going forward they i think you're right out. i think they are one of the so if they're the worst three and team who's the best zero and three team or is there one um uh, kind of tough know. maybe we got to think about that maybe that's just, maybe that's fodder for tomorrow <laughs> 
All right, uh, let's hit the uh, Rams and uh, Browns before we do our uh, Monday Night Football preview. So, uh, you know, I watched this game last night because we had the Rams in the contest. We had a good week betting, but bad week uh, fantasy, but real good week with the betting. Rams, to me, was the pick of the week. I don't understand how. Well, I guess I do understand because Cleveland could have easily came back and tied that game. All, they, all Baker needed to do is throw a touchdown at the end, and then it's a push or a loss. So I shouldn't say that there's any easy games because there there isn't. But going into the week, I just I thought the Rams were the better team. Goff is just a disaster on the road. So many plays were missed, I thought, in that game. Um, from okay, so the Rams win by a touchdown. What was positive for their Cooper Cup looked great. Uh, Cook still looks good. Uh, Joe, I, I you know, unfortunately, I do have to say again, you know, Gurley just does he does not the same nope. guy as he was. It looks like that's I'm the, with you now. I'm, I this was not a good contest for him. Yeah, it looks I, like, I'm with you. It looks like it's a, I wouldn't say it's over, but it just I don't even think he gives you RB two. I, I mean, obviously, there's just something wrong with him. He's just not the same guy. Uh, Brown's coaching is awful. Uh, Baker Mayfield did not look great. I think Beckham will have some good games this season. Chubb will have some games this season. I would predict, if I had to right now, Joe, that Kitchens will be a one-and-done coach. I think Cleveland ends up 7-9. and nine. There's just some real serious coaching issues there, man. Like They have a good defense, man, a really good defense, a really yep. good offense on paper, and everyone will look to that fourth, and they had a fourth and nine draw in the game last night, which made no sense whatsoever. Everyone will point to that. But overall, Baker Mayfield through three games, Joe, does not look like the guy that he looked like last year. Uh, some people question the hiring of Kitchens at the beginning of the season, and I think that that's fair to say. He just does. He looks a little bit overmatched, and, and they could have easily won the game yesterday, Joe. I mean, the Rams gave them the opportunity to win the game and come back, and they couldn't seal the deal in the end. All right, here, let's play a game. You ready? You like games, Mish? Sure. All right, so uh, next week, the Browns take on the Ravens. Is that a loss for the Browns? Uh, probably but it's a division game. It's a div- I, I, look, I'm, I'm never a hundred percent on anything in the NFL, but it look, it would seem to me that Baltimore will open up as a six point favorite in that game. Okay. So let's, let's say it's a loss for It looks like it's probably a loss, but it wouldn't, it's a division game. It wouldn't shock me to see Cleveland win. All right, let's move on the next week. They play the 49ers on the road. Is that a loss again? 49ers don't look great. Uh, maybe could be, if this was in Cleveland, I can, they're not going to win both Joe. How about that? All right, that's fair enough. I definitely don't think they beat the Ravens. Uh, then they play the Seahawks at home. Then they play the Patriots in New England. And then they go on the road again to Denver. And then they play the Bills. So it's it's possible. Let's they get to I mean, seven or eight wins. It's possible. It's possible they also come away with just one win in these next six games, too. It, it could, but it's, let's yeah, not pretend no. like it's not possible. And yeah. and that, and if they do, Freddie Kitchens might not make it through the season. Oh, no, he'll, he'll make it through. It's, there's nothing. That I they don't can know do. about that. They fired, their, they fired their coach last year. And I don't think two years in a row they're doing a midseason deal. That's well, I thought it was an odd hire. You know, I didn't think Greg Williams was the answer either. And I think that this is one of those things where the they said, oh, things are working here and maybe things are working because Kitchens just focused on the offense and that's all he had to focus on. And maybe things were successful. But now when you have to be head coach, I think it's a, it's a different thing. It's a, and he didn't have to worry about the defense because Greg Williams was there worrying about the defense and the defense has played well. You're right. Especially, you know, I know they gave defense up a ton of really good yards. No, defense. Well, that's the only thing with this girly performance, too, that it wasn't like Malcolm Brown let the world on fire with his three carries either. So. Brown's defense is pretty good. Gurley definitely is not what Gurley was. I'm disappointed. I'm all in on Gurley everywhere. I'm hoping he can get back to some games where he's like, I don't know, 15 for 75 and a touchdown or two. Like that's that's the kind of Gurley games I'm needing right now. And so far the touchdowns haven't come, but I think that's going to correct itself as the season goes on. But Baker Mayfield, I mean, you know, he's he's been doing the commercials. He's been, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid with everybody else. Uh, Chubb was decent in this game, even though he didn't have the touchdown. But I don't know, man. I, I look at this Browns team and this just reeks of a team that was cashing in before they played a game and was is more talent than they are execution. And until you start executing consistently, they got a long six weeks ahead of them with some of these teams. These are good teams that are well coached. You know, even though Seattle, I think, is has its issues, Seattle's gonna come prepared to play. 
And I think they're going to outprepare the Browns. I think all these teams are going to outprepare the Browns, including the 49ers. And I think there's a chance they, they could be staring up at one and seven. That would be amazing at the end. I mean, to think about that. Could be. I would say two wins. You know, they finish seven and nine, eight and eight. They'll, you know, at some point this season, they'll get better. But uh, listen, the coaching and you don't want to make too much of one play on a fourth and nine. But there people will and they should. I mean, that was just an awful, awful play call to just hand the ball off to Chubb. I mean, on a draw and Chubb was surprised he even got the ball. He like looked back and was like, what? This place. Like, what? Me? Me, coach? Pitch the Johnny. Yeah, I'm yeah. Johnny. Yeah, look, it, it looks it looks like it looks like Cleveland was probably the most overrated team going into the season. It looks like it. You know, that's that's fair to say. I think at this point, their season win total was uh, nine or eight. They were like favorites to win the division, too. And mm-hmm. if I would have told you at this point of the season, and I would have told you on, uh, we would do this show on September 23rd, and I would tell you that Pittsburgh is 0-3, and, and, <laughs> and I would have said, give me, give me your record for Cleveland. You would have said, oh, 3-0 and if Pittsburgh's 0-3, and the answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no. They, uh, they are not good either. So uh, kind of a disappointment for sure. But uh, coming up next, what we're going to do is we're going to dive into the uh, Monday Night Football game tonight. And unfortunately, it doesn't look like we have a great one tonight, but you never know. Maybe we'll be surprised as the Bears visit the Washington Redskins. So that is coming up next. Also want to remind you, for those of you who are listening to the show, we'll do some college football preview coming up on Tuesday and Wednesday. We now are going to get into the heat of college football on Thursdays and Friday nights. We actually have some pretty good top 25 matchups coming our way this week. John Lobb will be with us on Thursday as he previews all of the DFS action. And uh, I don't know, Joe, if this was a college football weekend for you, uh, for me, it, uh, college did not go particularly well. The NFL fortunately did, but uh, some really close, unfortunate losses this week. Did you catch any uh, college? I losses? did. I, I caught some. I uh, was able to watch some of the Notre, Notre Dame game. I did watch. Yeah, Notre um, Dame that, came back to cover that one. They did. Um, I watched. Uh, I, I, I annihilated. I, I saw Harbaugh, more of that. The back in the NFL next year. What's that? Big Harbaugh's back in the NFL next year? Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, the, right? <laughs> I, mean, I don't think he. I'll put it this way. I don't think he's at Michigan. Oh, and the other thing I saw was that Syracuse kid again, Devito. And maybe I'm. I don't know. Maybe it's because he's Italian. I like him so much. But I thought in that game he, he played against Clemson too. I was like, man, this kid can really throw the ball. If if every time he didn't hike the ball, there were eight guys from Clemson in the backfield, yeah. and then he had a huge game this week. I don't know. That kid's starting to really pop to me as a guy that might have some you know fun one to watch and see how he progresses because that kid can throw the football. Maybe, maybe. Look, look, look they, a very tough situation there. Their games will only get easier. So have to right. All right, coming up next, it's time for a little uh, Monday Night Football preview. we got the Bears and Redskins, and then we'll get into some other topics, including some baseball coaching topics as well. Don't go away. More Fantasy Sports today coming up after this. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. 
With Thermospa's unique built-in thermal filtration system, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon. Call Thermospas today at 800-603-6422 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-603-6422. Call 800-603-6422 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia. We got full-time fantasy, by the way, coming up at 2 o'clock Eastern. They'll give you a little bit of a preview of what to expect in tonight's games and also give you an idea as to who you want moving forward while the coaches start speaking this afternoon and tell you who is in and who is out. Boy, this uh, this line climbed up quite a bit here. The Bears went from opening up at three and a half point favorites. It's up to five as they're on the road at Washington. Home dogs on Monday Night Football is like the best betting thing in the world in the last 30 years. But Joe, the Redskins have not shown uh, anything since Philly, and they're getting five points at home. The total is only 40, so they're not expecting a lot of points in this game. Uh, I mean, I, I guess because there's one football game on tonight, we'll watch it. But have you seen, <laughs> have you seen anything from the Bears that would lead you to believe that they should be almost a touchdown favorite over any team in the NFL, let alone no. on the road in this one? No, and they they haven't. But at the same time, I don't feel comfortable with it. I'll be a hundred percent transparent here. I don't feel comfortable with this because Trubisky could figure it out and all of a sudden come out there and and have one of those games that he had last year. And Trubisky did have some really good games in some unlikely spots last year against some of the better teams, which was so bizarre because if you go and you look at the game log and I, I kind of peeled into last year's game log at Trubisky too. some of the better games he had were against teams like the Patriots teams that you thought, wow, this is going to be a tough road for him today. And he would show up and throw for three touchdowns and other games where he would just kind of lay a turd were against teams that he should have handled. And I know in the second half, a lot of people said there were some injuries that he was dealing with and some other stuff that he was playing through. And I give him a lot of credit for that, but this game, to me, it's all about – the only thing I care about is David Montgomery getting 18 touches. I want him to carry the ball 18 you times. Better. I'm done after this week. If it does not well, – Last week he did. It was good. Davis had two carries. And Montgomery had 18 for 78 or something. What do you have? No, it, was it was good. No. It was better. Come on. It, it did not look good last week. I watched the game. I don't care how many times. I understand. He, it, looked, it, was like, looked, it was like saying, the, oh, carry on Johnson. got 20 but carries. But he looked – but he looked really good the week before against Green Bay. I don't think you would say those were bad runs. They were limited, but he was really good. He was taking guys with him for three or four yards. He looked good there. I would say that after tonight, if if David Montgomery does not have 15 carries tonight, let's give him the low end. 15 okay. carries, 60 yards, and a touchdown. I got to have that tonight against Washington. Is that fair? I mean, yes, I think that's a, do that. And we're back fair. here tomorrow morning saying he looked good because he had 12 catches for four No, yards. I won't. I won't. Okay, gotta have talk in that voice carries, regardless. Sixty yards and a touchdown. That's all. That's all I need from that tonight. And I I'll have make you a promise. I'm, 
I'm going to lose in my fantasy matchup regardless of what he does, but I definitely would like to see him have a good game tonight. I would too. I think that's a, if he has that line, I think it's a huge success. 15 for 60, you said, and a touchdown. That's great. Okay. That's a good. really good line for a rookie running back. And regardless, I promise to talk in that Mickey Mouse voice that you pretended that I talk into, no matter what happens tomorrow. Which one? The oh, one. Oh, he's still really good. Oh, boy. He's such a great running back. Oh, oh he looks so good. He better. I like that. He better. I will be very upset. <laughs> if he has 12 carries, 20 yards, and nothing, that's it. Um, it's, it's, if he has 12 carries uh, and 20 yards, I will be. This is a great uh, matchup. It is. It's not it going to get better. What about the Washington side? You like anything over there? No. I like the receiver. Trash. That's it. I like the receiver, McLaurin. That's it. That's nothing good. else. It could I play him weeks to say McLaurin. his name right, which I love. But he, I play him every week. I'll get it wrong. I'll get his name wrong. But he'll. Uh, I would play him as a wide receiver three every week. He's looked good enough for me through the first two weeks. I I'd agree. Play, play him every and Keenum. I have tonight in the in the super flex. Okay, so give so me your give me your bear score here. What what's your what's give me the final here in this game? Because I think this is an ugly one too, don't you? And I'll take Washington. I'll say nineteen seventeen. Oh man, I feel like you're right. Oh, yeah, okay. I feel like it's yeah. Oh man. Okay, who scores more, the Bears defense or the Bears offense? No, no points for Bears defense. No, no points for Bears defense. Okay, no, no. Washington has the ball with a chance to win with two minutes to go in this game tonight. <laughs> for sure. So the Superflex League. Here's what happened. So, oh yeah, yeah. So I so I started. It's the only one I won. So I started uh, Kyle Allen, and he ended up getting a lot of points. <laughs> I started Gordon. He did fine. Um, I have Keenum tonight, but. But I'm I'm uh, two guys are done and I'm ahead of them already in points. But I'm near the bottom. But because uh you know I picked up Hopkins Hopkins and he didn't do much. Antonio Brown's gone, so that was two hundred dollars in fab waste that I'll end up cutting him this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mostert was okay. He's my second running back. Uh, Michael Thomas. My team my team is basically this underperforming, but right. the names are there. So Which is I great ha- and well, alive. Not, not really because. Next week is going to be a major issue because my quarterbacks are Keenum and Kyle Allen. But and what are the quarterbacks from the teams that are below you in the standings right now to get guillotined? Well, there's only one that's going to get cut. And the guy has uh, Falk and Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes a lot of sense. So I- <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Conversation. So, right. so, so if Cam Newton plays this week, my only quarterback is 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 Keenum, I think. I think you got to hit that waiver wire hard for. Uh, no, I think Minshew got picked up. I'm pretty sure. Is there no, any other? What, what, can't you pick up Mason Rudolph at home? Yeah, I'll, I'll have to pick up Mason Rudolph. Oh my oh. god, this is going to be a magical run. You are the Cinderella There's story. No I'm going to. I'm going I'm to make it through. I think Ziggler may get knocked out. He has the least points. I think he's the one. <laughs> and it's his league. It's his league. But listen, he's had a million in injury. He had Newton. He had uh, Tyree Kill. He has Barkley. So Barkley will be on the waiver wire. Oh. This week. Well, I don't know. You only have like $8 left, though, don't you? 15 yeah. <laughs> well, put all 15 Well, well that's no, the hard not- thing is now people have to bid on Barkley knowing that he's not going to play for a while. It is. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go that's for tricky. Rudolph. I'm going to go for I can pick up Rosen. No one picked him up. Mm, yeah. is, is Miami off, though? Uh, are they off this week? They could still lose, even if they're on. Oh, by. no, no. They're off next week. Uh, yeah. That is- <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Miami. Well, you know, the Chargers at home. Tell me Josh Rosen won't throw one touchdown against the Chargers at home this week. Come on. I, I think it's possible. Yeah, I told you. Didn't I tell you? I texted you when he was named the starter. I said, go pick up Josh Rosen for, for nothing right now. Oh. <laughs> but but I do bid. like that matchup this week. 
I, Look, I'm I think you're in a good spot because Hopkins <laughs> will be Hopkins and Thomas will be Thomas. I wouldn't you know, say well, that you're in a good spot. Okay, well, you're in you're in a, at least a spot to survive money. again. Antonio Brown, I lost all the money. I listened to you. Thanks. <laughs> Great. <laughs> all right, all let's, the let's, money. You spent all the money on Hopkins, not Brown. I spent 200 on Brown. What did you spend on Hopkins? 700. Okay, well, let's not say I'm, all I'm not arguing with with Hopkins. Hopkins is going to bounce back this week. He's going to have a good game. Josh Gordon is going to have a good game, especially if Edelman's out. Josh Gordon's hey, going to have a good hey, game. Hey, last week, did Antonio Brown help you survive? I would have survived no matter what. Uh, did he help I you? I didn't need Antonio Brown. Now I need Antonio Brown. Two different leagues. I got to cut him. Well, so. now you have a roster spot. At least you have that available. Teddy B didn't get picked up. I don't think I could get I can grab him. All right. Uh, Dallas oof, this week. All right. Uh, <laughs> baseball. Baseball. Let's get to baseball real quick. Uh, it looks like we have all of our, our playoff positioning set, except for that final wild card in the American League, I guess. Uh, Andy Green was fired by the Padres. People are trying to connect the dots here, Joe, that uh, Joe Madden will go to San Diego where it's very chill and he's got a lot of talent there. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of talent there. Do you think that that is just an easy dot connector where he gets fired by the Cubs and goes to the Padres? There's also some talk that Gabe Kapler is going to get fired from the Phillies, which would open up another job there. Miami kept uh, Mattingly. So um, I'm trying to connect some dots here. This isn't anything in stone, but do you agree with any of these things that I'm saying, or do you think we got to wait a little bit longer? Uh, well, look, first of all, I think if they fire Madden uh, once he's again, done, he's not coming back. So let's, let's, all right. So that. I still, I still say it's a mistake for whatever, but David Ross will probably end up managing the Cubs. And you know what? That's a good dude to do it. Hey, I think he's a terrific baseball mind and i think the kind of personality that would would do very well now we'll yeah, see because he played with some coach. of those guys yeah they'll hire a bench coach that's like a manager you know and then well uh, a guy like ross too i mean he played with some of those guys correct me if oh, i'm wrong right yeah, yeah. so yeah <laughs> you know he, he was in that he was in that clubhouse so. San Diego? Do you well, think i don't know about you there i think I, I mean i don't know about you i would love to retire to san diego so it's a perfect spot for me uh, <laughs> why would i want to go to philadelphia and deal with all that. Yeah, <laughs> I that's live, where I he's from. He's from Pennsylvania, though. Uh, Joe Madden. I know. Yeah. Well, he should know better then, because he's I also I, from, and you know, Clint Hurdle is going to get fired too. Probably he could go to Pittsburgh with uh, no expectations whatsoever, and and right, like he could go there and rebuild that team too. Like I, I think Madden goes to a place where the bar is set lower, as opposed to Chicago. Like he goes where there's less pressure. And and Pittsburgh will be open. I mean, this was this has been and I and I feel really bad because I have a lot of friends that work for the Pirates organization. This has been the nightmare of all nightmares for their season this year. Fights Vasquez with this uh, terrible situation with the girl, Um, you know, Clint Hurdle's not going to survive this. I love Clint Hurdle. He's so nice. Such a great guy. But he's not. I love him, too. I think he's a terrific baseball man, a terrific manager. I, I just think it's unfortunate, you know, how things have kind of wound up and, and over there over the years. But let's not forget the success that he had there with those wild card runs and all that stuff. So let's not, you know, forget all that. And as if he wasn't any good either. But managers always have their time where they kind of, you know, they run their course. If I'm Joe Madden, I go to San Diego or I go to a team like that because I think Joe Madden's strength is getting the young kids to play. Right. Yeah. 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 You take that. You take Paddock. I think per, I think Pittsburgh or I think Pittsburgh or San Diego are perfect spots. I agree with you. Uh, why would he go to Philadelphia where he better win the World Series this year? He could lose his gig again, right? I and, mean, and by, and by the way, he has to go to a place where he can have some control too. Like he's not going to go to a spot where 
the analytics guy is coming downstairs and saying, you got to start these guys, which is what the Cubs are going to do, by the way, going forward. Like, like David Ross will be manager in theory, but the, the lineups will be run like they do in L.A., where, the, where they give David Roberts the lineup. You know that. Like, they give him the lineup. Oh, yeah. Well, it's guys. working out last time I checked. The Yankees, <laughs> too. They give Aaron Boone the lineup. Like, here's what you're doing today. You know, like yeah. those guys well, don't, you know, make working out. Yeah, I mean, oh, no, at this point, it. you know, it's hard to argue it, but Philadelphia is a tough gig, man. I, I tell you, I, I lived there for four years of college and then two years afterwards working in the city. It's a great town, great place to eat, drink and be merry. It's a tough sports town. It really is. It, it's just one of the tougher fan bases to get over with. And I, I just thought there was a lot of new pieces in Philadelphia this year that I think people's expectations were a little high because of Harper. But it takes a while for a team to gel when you have all those new pieces. They got a lot of talent there. Uh, Clint Hurdle. You know, if I was look as a Mets fan, I'd rather have Clint Hurdle managing my team, who's an old Met, by the way, than yeah. I would, you know, Mickey Callaway. But well, we'll see survive. what happens. No, Callaway will survive. They they they, they <laughs> massive comeback to get to this point. Uh, real quick, Joe, the Emmys. Uh, I don't know if you caught any of that, so I apologize to throw you under the bus if you did not. I honestly did, only saw some results of the Emmys, and I noticed that your your show Game of Thrones did pick up quite a few of them, and a couple of other shows that I watched, like. Uh, Ozark on Netflix also picked up a couple. Was there anything that struck you about the Emmys being that you uh, are? Do you do you still consider yourself? And I know you were an actor. Do you still consider yourself an actor? I know you're more of a fantasy. Guy. <laughs> well, you oh, know, so it's, it's is it once I mean, an actor, always an actor. Is that the way it goes? I don't know. Well, yeah, that? once in the craft, you're always in the craft, and you always have. Yeah, and I was I, I, for a very long time. I, you know, very serious for a very long time, and very lucky to get all the opportunities I did and work as much as I did. A lot of people did not work as much as I did. I was very lucky, um, but. Yeah, I thought this was the wasn't the best season of Game of Thrones by any stretch of the means, but I think this was more the it's like Return of the King wasn't the best Lord of the Rings movie, but that's the one that won the Oscar. It's like, here you go. Here's your cumulative, uh, you know, Emmy Award. It was I see Dinklage always get another award too, and his work get recognized. Um, I, I stopped watching. I used to watch these award shows, Oscars, things like that, just locked in all the time. I'll still watch the Oscars, but I don't have the fervor for it I used to have because the older I got and the more I taught and I was an acting teacher for 10 years mm-hmm. uh, on top of working awards for art are kind of stupid. It's a studio. Oh, your creativity is better than this person's creativity. Like that's just dumb. You know, it's like, I, I, you know, you're there to create something and it's great. Cause it brings a lot of, it brings a lot of attention to people's creativity and work. But at the end of the day, it's very subjective what people like, what people don't like. And also, you know, to say someone's the best performance, well, that's kind of dumb. But like, at anything, it's just a good opportunity to showcase great work. But yeah, I think awards for art overall is kind of a dumb idea. All right, we'll take I'm a quick enlightened time out. in my old age. <laughs> we got the uh, uh, coming up next, we have a little exit velocity. So don't go away. This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400 and I've maintained my weight at 172, gained muscle and energy. 
I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea. Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. We've come to the end of our show today, but before we leave and send you over to full-time fantasy... Let's end it with a little exit velocity. I feel the need, the need for speed. Exit velocity. Nice velocity. The subject of my exit velocity today are young players in sports. And as my good friend Lenny Melnick used to say and still tries to, a rookie is a rookie is a rookie. But like Lenny would admit, and most others, those days in sports are long gone. Players are just so much more prepared. The college level and the amateur level are almost at the pro level at this point. Take a look at the rookies in Major League Baseball and take a look at the rookies in the NFL. And we're not talking about running backs now. We're talking about quarterbacks that are playing at an elite level. You have to take a second look now at players that have not played in baseball and players that have not played in the NFL and even in the NBA and consider them very highly for your fantasy football team. If you didn't catch Kyle Allen this past week, wow, what a performance. If you didn't catch Daniel Jones, take a look at what he did. How about Patrick Mahomes last year, too? 
players are ready. They are prepared. In baseball, Pete Alonso leads the league in hitting. Jordan Alvarez on the Astros is hitting a ton of bombs. It's a different day in sports. Players are ready. And as fantasy owners, you need to be ready, too. That'll do it for the show. Thanks again to Sean Guastamaki for producing. For my co-host, Joe Pizapia, I am Craig Mish. Our Tuesday recap of Monday Night Football will be upon us in 24 hours from now. For now, full-time fantasy is next. For Joe, I'm Craig. Have a great Monday, everybody. See ya.